Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Want to learn how to be an entrepreneur? You are dedicated and devoted to a life of developing new ideas and innovations. Willing to take calculated career risks, achieving independent wealth and success. Then you are ready to experience the entrepreneur effect. We'll highlight opportunities for entrepreneurs in digital marketing through interesting, practical, and thought-provoking interviews and monologues. Increase your income and be your own boss by listening to The Entrepreneur Effect. Please welcome your host, a 25-year veteran in sales, management, and business development, Dush Ramachandran. Hi, this is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect, and our guest today is Eden Chen, who is the co-founder of Fisherman Labs. So, Eden, welcome. I'm glad you're able to spend some time with us today. Oh, great to be here. Thanks for having me. Wonderful. So, I understand that you created your company, Fisherman Labs, as a development agency focused on custom web, mobile app, virtual reality, and augmented reality development. How did you get started? Give us some idea of where you started, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure. I guess I go back to my childhood. I kind of grew up in the D.C. area. My mother was a journalist and my father was a musician. And I actually grew up wanting to be a youth pastor. So strange kind of dream of mine. And when I went to college, I uh, ended up going to a private school that was extremely expensive and was called Emory down in Georgia. And when I graduated or when I was going to graduate, I was going to have a lot of debt. So I started to trade stocks and I just had a lot of familiarity with programming and with trading stocks when I was in high school. And so I had $10,000 saved up and started trading and through that process did very well early on, mainly got lucky with one algorithm that I came up with. 
and through that process started a hedge fund after I graduated. And after I ran that for a couple of years, decided that I kind of wanted to exit the finance industry, mainly because I was a little disenfranchised and kind of just not seeing myself working in finance long term because I wasn't really sure what the kind of purposes was of going back and forth and trading and moving around money, but not really doing anything. And so I took a year off, worked at a church, and then met my business partner who had been doing software development for the last 20 years. And we linked up and we were originally working on our own app. And that kind of shifted over time to working on other people's apps, mainly because we didn't want to go back into the fundraising side. We wanted to have full control of our company so that we could use the company as a vessel to create products and to give back to the community. Okay. So within Fisherman Labs, which is an interesting name, by the way, so you create these different apps. Are you a contract development house? So people would essentially hire you to build something on contract? Yeah. So we do a combination of things. So we have multiple arms. We have a uh, most of it is like contract work. We consider like all of our services. So we have multiple, multiple companies. Fisherman Labs was the first company that we started, but all of them are around servicing businesses, entrepreneurs, and founders. And so Fisherman Labs, for example, we would call a product development agency. And the idea there is that someone comes to us with an idea, and then we take that from ideation to execution. Um, so that includes the actual wireframing and hypothesizing uh, in the very early stages to actually coming up and building the product and then to actually using performance marketing to blow that product up and to get it in front of people's eyes. So that's kind of the flow of the product development side. We also have a co-working space with about 600 people and uh, over 160 companies called Control Collective that we're investors in. And we have a coding school that we're starting as well. So there's kind of like a lot of different companies that are used to kind of serve founders, entrepreneurs, and businesses, like I mentioned. Cool. And so after you got out of the finance industry, where you were doing trading and so on, is this your first venture outside of the finance industry? Yeah. So, well, there was an initial venture before we got started, like I mentioned, that was us trying to build an app. And that the idea behind that was we wanted to be the kind of Yelp for events or basically like, what is there to do Thursday night in Los Angeles? Or what is there to do Friday night? I wasn't able to kind of like find an index of like, the things to do without just going on Google and searching things to do in Los Angeles um, and then, you know, looking at blogs and things like that. So that was the idea in the beginning. And we'd reached out to a bunch of agencies or service providers like we are and kind of asked them, hey, can you build this app? And once we kind of talked to them and heard about their engineering processes, we, we just realized there wasn't a Los Angeles focused engineering company that met the needs that we were looking for. This was a few years ago when we started. Since then, there's been some companies from San Francisco that have relocated or started offices in Los Angeles. But when we started, there were really no pure engineering companies. There were a lot of companies that did engineering that were started by guys that were in design or marketing or come from an agency background, but nothing that was, um, you know, started something started by engineers. Okay. So that's how you got started. So now, do you have a large number of customers outside of LA or are they all based in LA? No, I'd say it's probably like somewhere in the 50-50 range. Like 50% of our customers are are around in LA and then 50% are probably outside. But more recently, we've been spending a lot more time working with Fortune 500 companies. As we've gotten larger and larger, we've kind of moved up the chain. We started mainly working with startups and recently, in the last year, we started working with bigger companies. So those companies, some of them are based in L.A. or they have offices in L.A., but they're nationwide. 
Okay, cool. What are some of the big lessons you've learned since you've started this business? Some of the big lessons, let me think. I think a lot of the lessons I learned from my last business, because I started the fund, were around aligning vision with the founders. Uh, one of the reasons why I left the finance industry and one of the reasons why I ended up leaving the fund was in the beginning when I started working with my partners, we did not really make sure that everyone was on the same page. So I think that was a huge lesson for me that I took into this business where Charles and I, when we started the business, we made sure that we were fully aligned on mission, fully aligned on work schedule and equity and making sure all that was done before we got started so that when we did get started, we were on good footing. Also, like for me personally, I think starting out, it was very difficult for me to spend time reflecting. And that's something that I've learned that I have to do. So in the mornings, I'll spend time on a pretty rigid schedule of making sure that I read and journal and pray and make sure that I, I kind of have my anchors in place so that I don't just go about the day doing the same thing. Because I think a lot of businesses, especially the ones that are successful, uh, get into a routine of doing the same thing over and over again, and then eventually they lose their edge. So I think for me, spending time really thinking and thinking critically and thinking about contrarian views is, is very important for me to really have an edge over other companies. Great. Okay. Well, let's take a short break. And uh, when we come back, we'll talk uh, a little more. So don't go away. We'll continue our conversation with Eden Chen. Stay tuned for more of the Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Is your website hacked? Is your website displaying error messages or loading slowly? Even if there are no signs of malicious activity, your site may still be compromised. Websites, like cars, require regular maintenance to perform at their best and not leave you stranded. At Fjord, our website maintenance experts can help you assess which one of our maintenance plans will best support your needs. Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-3840 and get the support and protection your website and business deserve. That's F-J-O-R-G-E Digital. Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited, so contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm. Sales at cranberry.fm. Add some Cranberry Radio podcast to your playlist as part of a better profit margin. Cranberry Radio. It's, it's good for you. Really. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. And we're back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. And our special guest today is Eden Chen, who is the co-founder of Fisherman Labs, which is an L.A.-based development agency developing custom web, mobile app, and virtual reality and augmented reality projects. Before the break, as we got to talking, Eden, you were describing, you know, kind of your morning routine and what helps you stay anchored and some of the things that you've learned through the process. What many of our listeners find useful as well is learning from other people's mistakes. So 
share with us, if you would, perhaps one or two major mistakes that you might have made that you've learned from in your journey? Yeah. So, I mean, I mentioned one of the mistakes from my previous company, which was not making sure that partners were aligned. I think it's, it's so key for any entrepreneur to make sure that they're going through the adequate amount of time. I think like the natural reaction as an entrepreneur is to just get going as soon as possible, which I think is in general a good thing. But especially with partners and when you're working with very close, like partnership is very much like a marriage almost. And uh, if you're not on the same page in a marriage, then obviously that's not going to go very well. And it's the same thing with business when you're working with a partner. If you really aren't on the same page, that's not going to work well for the business. That was definitely a huge thing. I think for us in the beginning when we got started, make, understanding how important our brand is. And a lot of times we had dozens and dozens of mistakes taking on clients. The problem with clients that are too small isn't necessarily that you know we don't want to work with smaller customers or anything like that, but a lot of times when you don't have the budget that you need, you're not able to do a good job on something without losing a significant amount of money. So that can be applied to a lot of different things where we undersell ourselves because we want to win something. I think that's a common, especially when you're getting started, you want to basically just get as much work as you can and um, you're underselling things because you think you're doing someone a service, but you're actually doing them a disservice if you can't service somebody well. Sure, that makes sense. So those are good learnings. Now, if you were to encounter younger version of yourself, so your, say, 18-year-old self today, knowing what you know now and knowing the journey you've taken, what advice would you give yourself? I think in a lot of ways, I would have started earlier on the entrepreneurial side. So right after school, I went and worked at Citigroup in investment banking. And my thought process there was that I always knew that I wanted to be an entrepreneur. But by that term, I mean, basically, starting businesses and working at a place where there's not a lot of red tape. But I figured that because I wanted to do that for the rest of my life, it made sense to go work in an environment where it wasn't that way for at least a couple of years, just so I could understand and that perspective and you know have that frame of mind. Because a lot of people I hire, they come from that background. And so I, I thought from an empathy standpoint that that was a smart thing to do. I think I could have got started earlier. And I think the rationale was okay. But I think the biggest thing was that the best experience really comes from from just trying things and you really can't start early enough when it comes to just trying different things especially in entrepreneurship because you're going to really fail a lot of times and you're going to have to pivot and switch and because we run like a product development agency we're constantly coming up with our own products too as well and a lot of them fail and a lot of times there's just tons of different reasons for why they fail and there's really no way to learn that without actually trying sure Sure. But the other argument that says the advice that a lot of people give young entrepreneurs is learn and get experience on somebody else's money, make your mistakes on somebody else's money working for someone. And then when you've got the experience, then go off and start your own business where you know, you're not failing on your own account. What do you think about that? Yeah, no, I think part of that has to do with like priorities too as well. If you're interested in maintaining a healthy lifestyle, by healthy lifestyle, I mean a run rate that's kind of reasonable, living in a nicer apartment and maybe having a nicer car lease. I think that's true. You can't do those things if you're starting out early as an entrepreneur just because you're not going to have the run rate. You're going to have to use all those resources and pour that back into the business that you're working on. So I think part of that depends on what kind of lifestyle that you want to live. If you're willing to live 
a low run rate lifestyle and you want to get started early, I still think there's no real replacement. I think learning on someone else's dime, I can't really say that going and working at Citigroup in investment banking really taught me much about running a business at the end of the day. I think there's skills that you definitely learn, like, you know, you learn how to interact with clients, you learn how to work, you know, in a team and those kinds of things. But that's nothing that you couldn't learn doing anything else. That's just part of learning when you do anything. But I don't think the core skills that you need as an entrepreneur, which is really that curiosity, that drive, that ability to pivot very quickly, those things you can't really learn on someone else's dime because it kind of necessitates the ability to take risk and pivot quickly, which you're not going to do if you're getting paid. Yeah. That's fair enough. Okay. And so in running your company, you've had to hire people, I'm sure, and had to let people go. What are some of the things that you look for in potential employees? Yeah, the biggest thing for me is curiosity and passion. I think someone could be the smartest person in the world, but if they're not interested in what they're doing, that burns out very quickly. They usually don't survive as, as a worker. They'll leave very quickly. The crazy thing about our company is that we haven't actually, in the last three years, we haven't had anyone leave yet. We fired people before, but we haven't had anyone willingly leave, which is in the tech industry, very unique. Typically engineers are, if you look at the average life of an engineer at a place like Google, it's, it's less than two years now. So for us, we're very proud of our culture and really looking for people that are passionate about working in this culture. And then a, a natural skill, especially in technology, things are constantly changing. Like you may have a great Rails developer, but if the person is not curious, in five years, Rails may not even be a technology that's used anymore. So if someone's not able to pick up something very curious, their skills become obsolete very quickly. And then you have to retrain people and find new people with the same that, that fit the culture. And that whole process just takes a lot of time. So I think those are probably the two biggest things that we look for. Obviously, there there's a lot of different factors. I mean, being smart is one of them, obviously. Sure. And the cultural fit is, is obviously one of them. But I think the two biggest things are passion and curiosity. Cool. Now, you also co-founded a design agency, Knife and Fox. What kind of design does that organization do? Knife and Fox, kind of like a product design agency. So the reason why we split those up, number one, we had seen a lot of companies that have done design and development. Pivotal Labs is, is the big one that's owned by EMC, another one called ThoughtBot, and there's a bunch of them. And there's also design companies out there that do development. And we found that one of them or the other one of them would suffer. So if a company was started by a team of engineers, generally the design would be pretty bad. And there are some great design companies that started engineering arms and their engineers would be pretty bad because the culture just wasn't there. So we didn't want to be a second class at anything. We wanted to be best in class. So we spun out a design agency and built out their own team, their own culture. And it's actually worked out really well for us. So our products on the product development side at Fisherman Labs, we generally only spend maybe two weeks to four weeks in design. And then we get straight into engineering as fast as possible. So that's called like an agile development process. Mm -hmm. And for our product design company, if we had a design, arm, it really wouldn't pay off because we'd only be doing two-week design sprints for a project that takes probably three to six months. So the designers really wouldn't have a huge ROI. Whereas on a design team, because you're focused solely on large designer projects, for our design company, we look for design contracts that are typically three to six months in length, which is something that we wouldn't be able to do. So if we had design and development, we would never pitch a three to six month design process. We just pitch a two-week design process so we could get straight into development. But because we have a design company that works 
solely on design. We can pitch these three to six month design projects where we're going in, we're doing the branding, we're spending a lot of time building out their whole UI kit, and then we're you know working on product. And typically that's for bigger companies. So it just depends on what type of customer you're working with. But we found that those two companies end up serving very different customers and also very different projects even though it's kind of counterintuitive to some extent. Okay, well, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Eden Chen. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Stay tuned for more of The Entrepreneur Effect when we return. Looking for a better way to get more traffic and interaction to your Facebook page? Imagine Facebook interactivity on your page like you've never seen. Introducing your new Facebook marketing fix, so social the new and revolutionary way to easily manage and automate your facebook contests and sweepstakes create a fun easy to win contest by writing a simple facebook post watch your post go more viral and generate loads of interaction track your traffic and generate email lists with ease so social is mobile friendly and complies with facebook terms of service let so social give your facebook page some flash today zoom over to zosocial.com Great websites today need expert web design and development and need to be e-commerce ready and mobile friendly. But building a marketable and profitable website can be an uphill climb. Ready to make your new website or replace your existing website? Think Orange as the new way to get in the black. Orange Hill Development works with Fortune 500 companies and offer the same top quality development service at a fraction of what other providers charge. Brands like Absolute, Carlsberg, and Nestle trust Orange Hill Development. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at orangehilldevelopment.com. Online anytime. This is Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm. You are experiencing the entrepreneur effect. Here's Dush Ramachandran. And we're back. This is Dush Ramachandran with Entrepreneur Effect. And our guest today is Eden Chen, who is the co-founder of Fisherman Labs, which is an L.A.-based development agency. So, Eden, before the break, we were talking about the kind of people that you want to you're looking to hire and the kind of qualities that you're looking for. That was very illuminating. So now you're engaged in some fairly cutting-edge fields like augmented reality development, and digital marketing, and, and virtual reality, and so on. What are some of the things that you're most excited about that are coming up? Yeah, we just started a performance marketing arm and kind of beefed that side up with data scientists. And that's something, data science is a very hot topic right now. Not a lot of people on the services side have figured out a way to merge data science with performance marketing very well. And that's something we're very, very excited about. We just started that recently. And there's two examples that I have most recently. In six months, we built one account to 13 million likes on Facebook on a very, very small budget. Influence built her following from nothing to 80,000 likes, and both of them are getting incredible engagement and also at a very, very low cost. So there's really interesting things you can do with performance marketing nowadays that you weren't able to do. We could scale brands up to 10 to 15 million likes, which you know competes with the likes of Nike, who has about 25 to 30 million likes, which was built over since the kind of inception of social media. The product side is, I always love the product side because it's fun for us to work on products. But at the end of the day, you can't tell someone that products 
drive ROI. Yeah, I can tell someone you spend X amount of money on this product, but I can't tell them how much money they're going to make on that product because it's up to them to actually sell that product and to execute on that product. But with performance marketing, you can we can literally take any e-commerce company or any company that sells anything and say, we can tell you exactly what ROI we can drive based off of the money that you spend. And I think that's just exciting for anyone to be able to say, I know I can make this return. Put $10 of marketing down, I know I can make $30, which is exciting. Um, from the new technology side, obviously those are, for me as a technologist, you know, virtual reality is is probably the most near-term thing that we're seeing. And, you know, we're seeing some devices come out with PSVR that just came out recently. And we just launched a uh, Sony Ghostbusters VR experience on mobile about a month ago which got very good press. And we're just excited about that whole technology. If, if users haven't used it before, it alters your senses when you're in it. A lot of people think it's very gimmicky, but until they actually try it, they're like, this thing is going to explode. So we're very excited about the new technologies for sure as well. And then I understand you're also a musician of, of some standing. You play the guitar, the piano, the clarinet, and the drums, and you're working on a keyboard as well. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So um, my entire family background, you know, I mentioned earlier that my dad's a musician. And so I grew up around music. I just have a very musically inclined family. All my uncles are all musicians. My cousins are half of them are musicians. Cool. And, and so I, I've always been in love with music. I wasn't as talented as a lot of them were, but I was just always really interested in it. And so it was always a way that I relaxed and connected. And so it's been really fun for me. Nothing professional. It's been mostly just messing around with stuff and having fun. Cool. Do you find that there's a significant intersection between technology and music? Are you exploiting anything at that intersection? You know, I think the biggest thing for me is that because I was exposed to music so much, what I hear a lot, which makes me really sad, is that a lot of programs on the education side are trying to cut music programs because it's usually the first thing to go when there's a low budget. And I think... At least for me, there's no like actual data that I'm thinking of behind this. But at least for me, I always felt that music was one of the main contributors to my creativity and fostering that creativity. And so I've always pushed myself to stay involved in music in some way or always felt that that was just a huge contributor to being creative, playing music, listening to music, experiencing new types of music. And technology is critical to be creative. In technology, at least, you know, the fear with AI and a lot of this stuff is that pretty much everything at the end of the day can be outsourced to either someone outside of the US or just to a machine eventually that can do your job for you. But it's creativity is one thing that cannot be outsourced. And so fostering is really a key part of anyone so uh, critical moving forward. I think music is is just an amazing expression of creativity. Fantastic. That sounds really great. So we just have one minute left, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners would be interested in checking out Fisherman Labs and seeing if, if your development capabilities might be useful to any projects that they might be on, their companies might be interested in, uh, in kicking off. How could any of our um, listeners contact you? What's a good place to go? What's, uh, what's a web address? For sure, yeah. So I'm very active on Twitter at Eden Chen, which is my first and last name. And uh, you can also go to our website, fishermanlabs.com, and we have contact form there, or you can just email me directly at eden at fishermanlabs.com. My job as one of the founders is really just to help people. I don't really have any strings attached to that. And we've done a lot of work from startups to Fortune 100 companies to fundraising, all sorts of stuff. So love to just help. That's the main thing that 
I like doing and um, let my team execute on the rest of the stuff. Wonderful. And that's Fisherman Labs, spelled F-I-S-H-E-R-M-E-N, Fisherman Labs in the plural. And so that's FishermanLabs.com? Is that, is that correct? That's right. Yep, that's right. We actually have both. So you can go to actually Fisherman or Fisherman. Doesn't okay, matter. cool. Fantastic. So, Eden, thank you so much for taking the time to spend with us today. This has been really formative, and I'm sure many of our listeners would be interested in getting in touch with you. And uh, thank you for your generous offer to help and chat and kind of brainstorm with, with folks. I think uh, that's a really enjoyable part of the whole thing. So I'm sure you'll be taken up on that. Thank you for your time. All right. Thanks, Dash. All right. All right, bye. The opinions expressed are those of the hosts and their guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of Cranberry News Marketing and Cranberry.fm. Rebroadcasts or retransmission of this content without proper consent is prohibited. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.